has a space NATO just been created? Aloha everyone, I'm Dr. Michael Sala and I'm happy to report that there's been a major development. A set of bilateral agreements were signed on October 13 between the United States and seven of its major allies that are involved in space programs. The allies include Australia, Canada, Britain, Japan, the United Arab Emirates. And what these allies and the United States have begun is a process of bilateral agreements regulating what is going to be happening in space. And the agreements are based on the idea that they are a continuance of the 1967 Outer Space Treaty, which was a multilateral treaty signed by uh, all the major nations on the planet uh, that have some interest in space or have any kind of satellite capability or anything that is uh, space related. And the Outer Space Treaty is something that encourages nations by international law to explore ways of developing space uh, for peaceful uses. So it's really aimed at ensuring that space is used for peaceful purposes by all major signatories, anyone out there uh, in space with a program at all. Now, the Artemis Accords are very interesting. And now the, the name itself is very, very suggestive. Uh, Artemis was the Greek goddess of the hunt. Uh, she's the goddess of the moon. She's also the goddess of righteous behavior in the forests. And, and, her, and her background is one suggesting that when it comes to space, uh, when we regard space as a kind of wild forest, Artemis is the goddess that brings order to that. So the Artemis was always the goddess that rewarded righteous behavior. It's all about learning how to be righteous, uh, to be good in a forest environment, as opposed to uh, Orion, another Greek god, that was killed. Uh, a giant, actually, he was a giant. He was, he was a forest, he, he was very active in the forest, but he behaved in immoral ways in the forest. And he was eventually killed by Artemis and his body, his carcass, became the Orion constellation. So that's Greek mythology. But I think the choice by the, Obama, by the Trump administration for Artemis to be used as the name for this space treaty or for the, the space program to establish a presence on, on the moon, and on Mars, I mean, that's a bit, been a key plank of the Trump administration since he's come in. Now, prior to that, under the Obama administration, you had the Orion Project. And, you know, what we have here is a, a lot of symbolism that Orion, I believe, is the kind of archetype of what the deep state and rogue secret space programs have developed in space, which is a wild, wild forest of a lot of illicit, covert, unethical practices. Orion was, uh, was a rapist. I mean, this was one of his things. And he, he behaved very maliciously in the forest until he was slain by Artemis for his 
um, unrighteous behavior. And I think what that, what the Artemis Project and these Artemis Accords represent is this effort by white hats within the US to bring order into space, to bring under control everything that the deep state has established in space that is uh, you know, used for many uh, illicit activities, false flag events, a slave trade, you know, all of these things that people who have been following my uh, channel and my information know about in terms of the secret space programs. So, so Artemis is the goddess of the hunt who brings order into the forest. And I think this is exactly what the Artemis Accords that was just signed by eight major nations represent. They, they embody bringing order into the forest of space. Now, one of the big differences between the Artemis Accords and the Outer Space Treaty and other treaties that were established to deal with space was that the Outer Space Treaty was a multilateral treaty that was signed uh, by member nations of the, of the UN and ratified and, and held in storage at the United Nations. Now, the Artemis Accords are bilateral agreements with the United States. So seven nations at the moment have signed these bilateral agreements setting up the Artemis Accords with the United States. And, and so the agreements, they're all signed and, and they're, they're held by the United Nations, uh, sorry, by the United States and then passed on to the United Nations as a, a, as a multinational treaty. And, and that's totally in accord with uh, international law. So the, the benefit for the United States and white hats in the United States for the Artemis Accords is that puts the United States front and center in terms of what is going to be happening in space. So right now you have seven major nations with space programs that have signed on, all are major allies of, of, the, of the US, but other nations are encouraged to join. And so you will have many more nations join. And all they need to do is sign a bilateral, this bilateral treaty with the, United Nation, with the United States. Now, the Artemis Accords itself deals with uh, the moon, with Mars, asteroids, and minor planets throughout the solar system. So it really is all-encompassing in terms of what is happening within our solar system. But what is the real kicker is that while predictably the Artemis Accords deals with ways in which peaceful development of space can be encouraged and protected, it also has within it provisions for how all the major nations, all the, those signatories to the Artemis Accords, can call upon one another uh, if there's any harmful interference with their space programs or with their activities in space. So that, so that means, for example, if a country like Australia ha runs into problems with other, another major nation uh, with a space program, then all of the treaty signatories in the Artemis Accords are obliged to help Australia or any member nation. So this is very, very similar uh, with the way NATO operates where you have a mutual defense uh, series or pact between 
major European nations and the United States. And the United States pledges to protect any signatory to the NATO from any external attack or any other party attacking a member state risks NATO uh, invoking its mutual defence policy. So within the Artemis Accords, you have something very, very similar in there. Any nation can call upon other members of the Artemis Accords to assist it if it experiences any harmful interference. Now, interestingly, China is excluded from the Artemis Accords. Uh, there, there is no uh, provision or no prospect at all for China joining the Artemis Accords for quite some time. And I think this is, this is because uh, the United States policymakers understand that China is the big threat in space. You go back to the year two, 2001 with the release of a report by the Space Commission headed by the uh, soon-to-be Secretary of Defence Donald Rumsfeld identified China as the United States' uh, major threat future threat in space. So other nations are, are going to be joining uh, Russia, Brazil, uh, or any major nation with a space program will eventually sign on to the Artemis Accords. And, and this is going to be something that is going to really pressure China into behaving in accord with uh, these more ethical principles of what is expected in space. So this is really exciting uh, because you know, not only do we have the core of what is going to become really a space NATO, but we also have something that over time can evolve into something like a star fleet where the United States will be front and center. Everyone will be, all major nations on the planet will be signing these bilateral agreements with the United States. And, and that means that the White Hats are in control, as opposed to the United Nations, where if you have a multilateral uh, set of agreements struck uh, by nations participating in the UN framework, that is something that the deep state um, is doing to promote its goals of globalism. So this is really a very, very positive development. I plan to do... Uh, uh, much more research on this, uh, articles, uh, conference presentations, webinars. Uh, these days, if you want to learn more and support my exopolitics research, I encourage you to, to visit my website, exopolitics.org, and join the email list and uh, sign up for the webinars. Uh, that is the way in which I can get this information out to you. And it does take a lot of time to you know, put all this together, do a lot of study, but I'm very happy that... Uh, that there has been some positive development. And I, I think we're on the way. We're on the way to what is really a, a vision of this kind of Star Trek future where major nations collaborate in setting up something like Starfleet, which is based on very ethical principles. Uh, this is uh, the, the kind of values that the goddess Artemis represented in Greek culture, and I think this is exactly what White Hats um, in the US political system, in the Trump administration, are wanting to promote in space. So thank you for listening and subscribing.